BYOB community, Lisa here. Just a little heads up, content trigger warning here. This episode dives a little bit into my diet and intuitive eating journey. While I try to stay away from exact numbers, there is some diet culture talk and some diet talk. So if you are sensitive to any of those topics, please feel free to skip this episode and come back to it whenever you feel ready. Otherwise, I will see you on the next episode. Welcome to another episode of BYOB, Be Your Own Bliss, the podcast. I am your host, Lisa Thruston. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm so grateful to spend a little bit of time with you today talking about a topic that is kind of near and dear to my heart right now, and that is intuition. We are talking that inner voice, that gut feeling, that spidey sense that sometimes points us what we feel like maybe in the wrong direction, but is always trying to guide us. And if you're like me, you may have been ignoring. So when I'm talking about intuition, it's that feeling, you know, you're in a situation, you're like, ah, something's not right. You meet that person, you're like, "Mm, I don't know. And then maybe you go ahead and do the thing. You meet the person, you go on the date, and you're like, oh, coming back to you like, I knew better. I should never have done that. (laughs) I'm sure I'm not the only one who's had those moments of, I should have listened to that instinct. I should have listened to that voice and trusted that it was taking me in the direction I needed to be going. So when I'm talking about intuition, what I really am boiling all of this down to is connection. Because if you're like me, maybe you have lost that connection between your brain and your body or your brain and maybe your spirit or your higher power or something like that. Or maybe it's kind of a combination of all three. You connect really well to like your spirit, to this higher ethereal thing, but to your body, you don't. You've kind of ignored it. You've not listened to it. You've done what you shouldn't have. Or maybe I shouldn't say shouldn't have, but maybe something that wasn't in your best interest that didn't make you feel great. So today I want to kind of bring it back to how do we find that connection? How do we start to learn to trust that that gut instinct, that inner voice, that knowing is guiding us? And how do we start to learn to listen to it maybe a little bit more? So I want to talk first and foremost about body only because this has been my experience and this is really right where I am now is learning to listen better to my body and what it needs on any given day and knowing that that's going to change and shift and adjust and that there really aren't any rules and sometimes that feels very scary. So I'm talking, going to talk first and foremost about eating. So I probably, like many of you, spent a lot of years with diet culture telling me that if I wanted to be happy, have the relationship, have the job, have the dream life, it required me to not only eat a certain way, but then have myself look a certain way. So when I talk about eating, I... This is going to be a tough one. So if this is triggering for anybody, you can skip this. Um, Eating in a very specific way where there were rules Monday through Saturday. I had one day that was kind of 
I would say like a free for all. (laughs) It was very much about holding very tightly to these rules, to these reins, because my body could not be trusted around chips or sweets or anything that wasn't quote unquote on plan. Um, I've been vegan for over 10 years now. It didn't start as a diet. It started as a way to kind of manage some health conditions that I have. Found out didn't really miss meat. Dairy is not always my friend and I very happily eat vegan. It's not too much. It's not a hardship to me. I don't mind it. It works very well for me and for my lifestyle. It's not for everybody, but there's a lot of stuff out there that says, here you have to do this plan. Here you have to eat this way because this is the only way that you're going to hit all these goals. This is the only way that you're going to get skinny. This is the only way that you're going to get healthy. And that discounts the individuality of all of us. So it was really about, when I talk about intuition and eating for me, it was learning to drown out those voices of diet culture that are telling us, you have to eat this specific way for health. You have to eat this specific way to lose weight. And your body cannot be trusted to tell you when it's hungry, when it's full, what to eat and how much to eat. Flip that to about a year ago when I started on my intuitive eating journey which is all about the opposite end of the spectrum. And it's trusting your body to tell you what it wants to eat, when it wants to eat, and how much. And that can be very scary. And a lot of people feel like it doesn't work for them because you go from not eating anything to wanting to eat the whole bag of chips, the whole box of cookies, the whole of everything. And you have to kind of give yourself permission to let that pendulum, it was pulled all the way back one way to restriction. You let it go. Of course, it's going to swing all the way the other way to eating everything and anything. You got to give yourself some time, some permission, some love to let that pendulum find its middle spot. Find that flow where it just kind of goes from, uh, I want to eat this too. I don't feel like that today. So it comes. But a lot of this is about learning to trust my body. And I didn't. I couldn't trust that my hunger signals were right because sometimes it would happen at like 1030. Well, it's too early for lunch. Or maybe it was at two o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, but I had lunch. How can I be hungry again? And sometimes it's about, you know what, maybe every day this week, I want a little bit of ice cream after dinner, and that's okay. So here it is about learning to listen to all the signals that my body has been trying to send me, but I have done a really great job of tamping down, of hiding, of telling to shut up, basically. And now we're trying to create this relationship of trust create this relationship of honor and knowing and that's hard and I'm not there yet and I don't think there's ever an end point to this because bodies change and they should change and it's gorgeous that they change and it's great that we have all these different types but we have to get to this point of letting our body do its thing and I think probably the biggest lesson I learned was that My body size 
is a little bit bigger than I thought it was. And I didn't realize how much diet culture had kind of told me that you got to do whatever you can, beat it into submission almost. And while it's not, I'm not at my highest, I'm not at my lowest, I found kind of this wonderful middle weight that I'm trying and I'm learning and I'm giving myself time and permission to start to love and to start to honor, which then takes me into the whole movement side of it because exercise was a huge component of my whole diet culture days where it was like the reason I was exercising was so that I would get skinny and that was it. There was a little bit of, I think I had convinced myself that I enjoyed certain things, but looking back, I didn't. I was doing all of it so that I would get thin. And that was the purpose. That was the goal. And then about the same time as I started my intuitive eating journey, I started to kind of touch into that intuitive movement. And it was like my in, my motivation to do anything shut off. And it was like I took away that reason for working out, which was to get thin. And when that wasn't my goal, I was like, well, then what's the point? And I get the point now, but I had to have that break that said, hey, if all we do is walk today, then that's all we're doing. If all we did was a little bit of stretching, that's all we're doing. Maybe we did a nice workout. Maybe we didn't. And maybe we didn't do anything at all. And that's okay too. But it was scary. Again, it was scary to learn and listen to what my body wanted and needed. It was knowing that sometimes I would stop in the middle of a workout because it just wasn't going to happen today because my body was like, no. And sometimes it was, hey, yeah, I do feel like pushing myself. Or it's just about giving your body room again to just figure out where it wants to be. Because I finally started running again. And I haven't run consistently in years. Because again, it was part of my, I run because this is what I'm supposed to do. I see all these other people doing it. It's supposed to be great. But I didn't enjoy it. And I don't think my body enjoyed it either. But right now, what I really like doing is run walking. (laughs) Where I run for a little bit and then I walk. And then I run a little bit more and then I walk. And then when I don't feel like running anymore, I finish it off with a walk. But I give myself permission to change my mind. That I can be in the middle of a workout, decide to be done, it's not working for me, switch it up or stop. That if you have permission, more permission to do things than you really think you do. Um, And Lauren Laval, she is a great... um, fitness instructor, personal trainer online. And she has this quote was like, you are free to walk out of the middle of a workout class if you would like. If you aren't happy with it, if it's not working for you, then you can leave. And you don't owe anybody any explanation for that. You may feel like you do, but you don't. But this is how you start to honor that voice, You how you start to listen to that intuition of what your body is telling you is when you give it say in what you do day to day, is when you allow your body and your mind to work together, to be in partnership with each other and to work for your better good. But you can't do this if you have told your body 
and told all of its wonderful, amazing signals, nope, you're wrong. This person over here has told me this is what needs to happen. And I trust their knowledge about a body that they have know nothing about more than I trust myself to know my own body. And I get it. It's a big deal because most of us, like I said, have been ingrained over the years to not trust what our body wants. Because a lot of times what it wants is to be bigger than we've been told is acceptable. And that, talking about fat stigma, weight stigma, fat phobia, all of that kind of stuff, we will get there (laughs) because it's something that definitely needs to be discussed. Because I think most of us are more afraid of being fat than we are of creating unhealthy eating and exercise habits. Because honestly, those are celebrated, right? That's what's celebrated as an accomplishment is refusing that piece of cake, doing that extra workout, pushing ourselves when maybe we needed to rest. And all of that still can't really happen if we don't have our brain on board. So that's why we need to have the brain and the body actively communicating, actively talking to each other, sharing information, trusting and relying on each other. So some of this has been a lot of journaling. I love to journal. I like to free write. I like to set a timer, put on some like music, instrumental, whatever I'm feeling that particular day, and then just write. No sensor. Sometimes it doesn't make sense. Sometimes I can't even read the writing, but I just need to get it out. And then sometimes it's about journaling with a specific purpose in mind. So maybe you acknowledge a thought. You're like, where did that thought come from? Now it's about getting curious. Now it's about, okay, where did this idea come from? Why do I feel like I have to eat this certain way? Why do I feel like I can't eat this? Why do I have to work out this way? Why can't I back it off? So it's all about getting curious as to where these thoughts came from, where these habits come from, where all of this started. Because if we can't trace it back to that root cause, then we can't really address and talk about how do we flip it? How do we start to change it? How do we make it work for us? And then it's about learning to slowly see those nudges, that feeling of, uh, this isn't quite right. I don't know why, but I'm going to honor that that's not what I should do. And you don't have to have all of the answers because I don't know that we always do. I mean, with practice, we might be able to figure out slowly that, oh yeah, you know, there was a reason (laughs) you might be able in 2020 in hindsight, take a review of whatever it is and be like, that was why. I shouldn't have gone out today because it started to rain. Or maybe that's why I shouldn't have had that X, Y, or Z because now my stomach doesn't feel great. Or now my allergies have kicked up. Whatever it is. But it's about starting to hear that voice and when you do, honor it and take action. Let it nudge you to where you need to go, what you should be doing. And that will slowly start to be a little bit louder. It'll be a little bit more forceful. You won't have to be, all right, everybody quiet down. I think my gut's trying to tell me something. You'll just start to know. And so this all comes with practice and it's not always easy. And I don't always suggest doing all of these things at once. 
because I didn't. I slowly started to, all right, I'm looking at eating now. And now I kind of moved into movement once I felt like I had a better grasp on unintuitive eating. But really, this all started in the beginning from my mindset, because I knew that's what ultimately was going to lead the biggest change was changing how I thought about any given situation. So for me, that was a lot of like mantras and affirmations, listening to binaural beats, all of that kind of stuff. It was meditation. Meditation has been huge for me to connect my body, brain, and spirit. Um, It's sitting quietly some days because I know that that's what I need to do. I need to get past that constant buzzing of music, of words, of songs, of whatever it is, and find some pure quiet or as quiet as it can be, and really starting to ask a question and listen for a response. Start to train myself to listen for what nudge am I getting? What inspiration is coming to me? There's a reason why I want to talk about things all of a sudden. It's because it's on top of my brain. There's a reason why there's a message that needs to come out. But it takes a little bit to trust that. So for your Be Your Own Bliss moment this week, I want to challenge you to practice listening to what your body and what your brain needs. So if that is maybe there's a special meal that sounds really good, really inviting, really enjoyable. If there's a way of moving your body or not moving your body, I want you to really honor that. So whether it's a light movement day, you want to push yourself, maybe you just need some rest, honor that. And for the rest of you, maybe it's a brain day. Maybe it's you really want to listen to that favorite album, take some time meditating, get out in nature by yourself, just sit in the car in the driveway for an extra five minutes. Whatever it is, find those little snippets in your life and in your day where you can start to practice listening to that inner voice, where we can start the work of honoring what our body, what our brains, what our soul needs. So thank you so much for joining me for another fantastic episode. I'm so grateful that you have joined me. If you've liked the episode, please make sure to share it, share it with others. Give me a rate and review here. Um, Hit me up on all of the socials at Lisa Thruston on Instagram and Facebook. You can find me at AuthenticVictories.com. And remember, bliss is not without, it is within you. Thank you for joining me, beautiful souls. Until next time.